myself again But it's the only way you're ever gonna learn You look back and it's all in the past I'm dwelling on the thoughts I cannot say to you If I don't say the words that maybe Good evening, welcome to NUFC Matters with me, Steve Wraith. Tonight, I am joined, as always, on a Tuesday night by Ross Gregory. How are you, Ross? I'm good, Steve, I'm good. How are you? Good, good, mate. Uh, is the bat signal up in the air uh, at St. James's <laughs> Park yet? Has the is the Botman deal been done? Not yet, not yet. It's great, isn't it? We can have a bat signal for, for, for Batman or Botman. We had, we had the, 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 the smoke signal for, for the Pope. <laughs> It's uh, it's good. It's as if it's as if they're signing these uh, these players just just for our own amusement or just to amuse themselves with the social media uh, reveals as well. So it's it's good fun. It is. It is. Uh, Ian McKenna. Yeah, I'll put this up in case I lose it in the chat. He says I found this interview with Botman uh, toppling PSG, idolizing Ramos and Van Dijk, and how good is Samore? Ornstein meets Sven Botman. Type it into YouTube, people. Uh, well worth a watch after you've watched and UFC matters, of course. And um, yeah, lots to talk about as always. We await news on Botman. Uh, potentially could break tonight. We thought it might break last night, but it didn't. So uh, we will keep our eyes uh, peeled on uh, the socials as we continue to do uh, the show for the next hour. Um, I guess the the opening the opening news is this: um, is the strip. Uh, Ross and uh, the new the new third strip is now out there. I think it's been and I, I mean we touched on this last week. It's been a little bit suspicious as well that uh, Mike Ashley's stores have had these in before the official kit launches, and um, that's the first thing I want to talk about. It's it's almost like one little shot across the bow. It's his last shot across the bow, isn't it, Ashley? That um, you know he seems to have he seems to have done something or had something in his. Some people suggesting he's got a link with Castore, maybe he's got a percentage in it, and that's how he's managed to do it. Maybe he's done a little deal behind the scenes to to say that Sports Direct get them in first. But but ultimately, I think it's it still rankles with the the rank and file of Newcastle United that um, he still seems to have a, a you know a little a little hold over us in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think I think we we talked about it on on last week's show, Steve. That there'll be these little residual uh, deals and con contracts and um issues around around my asking sports direct and everything else that that goes with it there'll be these these little issues around it that um will take a bit of time to to iron out to take a little bit of time to, to get all those all those kind of um out of out of the door i suppose um there'll be a little bit of, of residual leftover i think um for a little while yet um yeah, just can't seem to get get rid of the blow, can we? No, we can't. Um, I know we've discussed the strip before. I like it. I think it's great. Um, the little map on there as well, which can't really be seen unless you get up close, um, is another thing. But I think it's a it's a great strip. And I think as well, the other announcement that we had yesterday was that uh, that Noon have come on board as the club's official sleeve sponsor. And, uh, of course, all kinds of digging uh, by uh, the Newcastle United supporters out there. Well, it didn't take much digging, really, did it? But, obviously, it's 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 a, it's a Saudi company. Um, you know, people are claiming that PIF have got something to do with it. I think the key line from the whole sponsorship scenario from Noon is that uh, Fun88, the main shirt sponsor, pays £6.5 million a year, as Tom says, but Noon are paying 7.5 million per year for the sleeve. So I think that tells you the direction we'll be going in once we uh, sever our ties with Funny 88. Uh, PIF certainly looking to do good deals on sponsorship, Ross. Yeah, look, the, this, this, the commercial activity at the club over the last um, over the last 10 years longer is stagnated. And in fact, stagnated is probably being probably being kind. It's it's regressed. You know the the. The club hasn't grown commercially um, in line with uh, the rest of the Premier League. It's some of its competitors, you know, look at where the club was um, 15, 20 years ago commercially and and uh, where, you know, peer clubs were, where, where some others in the Premier League were and whereas they have taken off um, and, and grown their, their, their financial kind of clout and, and their commercial clout, Newcastle haven't. Through, um, for, for whatever reason, you know, you can go go back to to, to Mike Ashley and and you know being this this fantastic businessman, 
um but the commercial side of things just didn't didn't grow obviously we have new owners at the club now um who who bring different contacts bring different um you know business contacts but different different priorities and 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 um and avenues that they can that they can kind of go down on the commercial route i think it's i think that's going to be really key for the, for the club in terms of the growth and, and, and sustainability over the next next five five years maybe maybe it's longer five or ten years um in terms of financial fair play which we've talked about loads and and, and constantly come back to and in terms of how much Newcastle can spend this summer and, and next transfer windows and, and so on and so forth. The, the amount they'll be able to spend will be will be reliant on how much the commercial revenue can be brought in, how much more the the um how, how better the finances can can um can be in sponsorship, whether it's shirts, sleeves, main sponsors, whether it's um a, a sponsor for, for St. James's, whether it's sponsorship for the training ground, whatever it is, all that will go into making the club a lot more profitable, a lot more self-sustainable and, and help Eddie Howe or whoever is the manager at that time um, have a have a healthier, wealthier transfer budget. Yeah, uh, I agree. And it's, it's good to see. And I think it wasn't for the want of trying, sadly, for some really good people who work at the club for the, you know, for the, you know, the commercial side of things. And, um, you know, they just hadn't been allowed to take the, the shackles off under under Ashley, which is uh, which is the downside. But hopefully some of those people are getting the opportunity to do, uh, you know, do just that now. Uh, Dan Brown, he says, uh, isn't one of the Castori production companies owned by Ashley? All the more reason to drop them next year and get back to Adidas. Yeah, I think a lot of people would like to see a return to a, a more fashionable, um, you know, a fashionable designer for, for the shirts. Uh, we're getting more from noon than we got from any main shirt sponsor under Ashley, says Ian, which uh, which is good. And uh, just a, a little line here from Moza, which I, I did laugh at. It's a shame we're not signing Jesu. Uh, we could have had the trilogy, Saint, Pope and Jesus. Yeah, very good. Very good, Moza. Like it. Uh, L Stapleton. Good evening. He says, is the Akatiki deal officially off? I can't find any official quote or report. Now, this is what I was going on about last night. It's all media speculation. And the least we hear about deals, I always feel more confident, Ross. Um, and I put my neck on the line last night and said, I still think there's legs in Akatiki and I still think there's legs in Lingard. And that's not through any official source. That's not through any tip-offs. That's not through speaking to somebody through, you know, cut out holes in the evening chronicle um you know across a crowded bar this is just my gut instinct i tend to go with it i think there's still legs in both of those deals i can't see lingard getting the wages that he wants at any club i think that's you know it, it could be a late move that one for for newcastle or another club uh but i still think newcastle are certainly involved in that and i still think with ekatike that that deal could get done. Some suggesting, uh, Tom, uh, saying some are suggesting on Twitter that um, the Botman announcement's delayed because Newcastle want to do a double signing announcement. Uh, it could be Akatike. You never know. Uh, the least we hear about it, the better. Um, and, and Tom saying as well, a question for Ross with the Akatike deal off, where do you think Newcastle would look at for a centre-forward? I just genuinely don't think it's off yet, Ross. And, and that's why there's been no official announcement because it's still ongoing. So I, I would, I think that the truth is probably somewhere in between for me. I think there's no doubt that Newcastle uh, have grown frustrated with the um, with the length of time and the the issues that's taken around this particular deal. Some of the elements um, involved in the deal, particularly the the kind of the agent and, and some of the um, some of the fees and and money that that has been um has been haggled over i think they are certainly frustrated with it and, and ultimately they're going to have to draw a line at some point you're going to you're going to have to you can't this can't go on for forever um there is going to have to be a, a line in this drawn in the sand at, at some point so the club can move on to other targets and they do have other targets they will have other targets they will and have been speaking to to other um to other people but Ekatik is clearly the, the the number one choice at the minute in the field that he he is um he is the the right player at the right price at the at the right age so on and, and so forth so yeah to go back to the original point i think there's huge frustration and they are prepared to walk away from this one they are 
looking at it, kind of cutting cutting it dead and saying, "Oh, this is this this can't go on any longer. We're going to move on to either take the deal or, or not move on to to other targets." Last I heard on this, though, that that wasn't the, the club hadn't reached that point. That, that kind of definite hard stop, if you like, they hadn't reached that that point. Um, and and the you know never say never sort of thing. This this. Look, it's it's what what I want. June the twenty seventh, June the twenty eighth. There's a lot of time to we're still talking two months to go before before the, the transfer window closes. Closes September the first this year. We, we, you've got more than two months. So to, to knock in the the head on any deal at this early juncture, I think is is probably a touch premature. But there's no doubt at all that they're frustrated and they're, they're looking at, at alternative options. Yeah, I, I mean, there will be frustration, but as I say, I still think there will be uh, legs in that. And we'll wait and see. We will wait and see. Uh, all good things come uh, to those who wait. Lots of rumours uh, flying around as well. Uh, we'll come to them in due course. And you're right, get... sorry, sorry on the on the Akatiki one. Sorry, just to go back to it. You're right. You know, it, 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 it will, there will be some time. Look how long it's taken to, to land Botman. You know, it, 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 that, this is a deal that's been going on since since January. You know, Ekatiki has been going on since then as well. So they are prepared to be patient for the right the right player. And and like I said, I don't think it's a hard stop right now. But yeah, let's just just wait and see and and, and, and hopefully it can be resurrected because he's he's clearly the, the player that um that the VM marked is, is the first choice. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think so. And I, and I don't think it's I don't even think it's at that point where it needs resurrecting. I think it's still ongoing. And and I think the least we hear about it, the better. And that's the way Dan Ashworth does his business. John Askew uh, he says he's been the club store for the new green and white shirt. One of the best 65 quids I've invested in this year. If anyone's going to do it, though, get a size or two bigger than normal. Got 4XL and I'm not huge. I've heard a lot about this. Uh, but the strip, I think it was Tom uh, mentioned it yesterday as well. That he... Uh, you know, he'd, he'd looked at it. One or two others mentioned it. And it's, um, yeah, I mean, they're obviously tight-fitting, Ross. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it, yeah, you're not the only, yeah, you're not the only one who's, who's heard that. Yeah, I've seen a, seen a couple of people saying that the strips are a little bit uh, slim fit, shall we say. Um, so, yeah, maybe, maybe try before you buy. John says, uh, surely the defence is sorted now. One podcast viewer text in that if two right-footed centre-backs can play together, why not two left-footers? Great point. And surely Byrne could play with bottom. And that brings up a point that was made last night on uh, the show. Um, I was speaking to somebody uh, when, you know, the, the Botman deal was, was more or less confirmed over the weekend. And he was concerned about two, you know, two left-footers playing together. Um, in the in the centre half position, uh, which prompted the the suggestion from me that maybe you know maybe Eddie Howe will be going for maybe three at the back. He might he might be changing the formation slightly. But yeah, I mean you played football at, a, at the same kind of level as me, Ross. Two left footers in the centre centre of defence. If it was playing a four, would that bother you? Some people say that I had two left feet when I was playing anyhow, Steve. So that's uh, <laughs> I didn't say that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the what the makeup of the of the team is. Obviously, um, I, I don't think it's it's for me. It's not just about whether you play with your right foot or your left foot. It's it's what it's how comfortable you are on on either side of, of that back four. So you, you can see right footed centre centre halves who are more comfortable on that left side of of the of the two. If you if you're playing a two in there. Um, you know, and, and similarly, you know, you, you can see right right-footed fullbacks who are, who are actually better, more comfortable playing on the on the left side of a of a back four. So it, it's just where they where they fit in and where where they're most comfortable. But I'm sure Eddie Howe's got a got a plan around it. Um, I think signing Botman just adds extra depth and extra quality to that um, to that defence. Dan Byrne can also play as a as a left back. We've seen him play as a, a kind of Left-sided centre half of three, or or even a left left back slash wing back with with Brighton. He's very, I think he's quite versatile. Uh, anyhow, we'll have a good uh, a good plan there for um for 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 Botman and, and how he sees him fitting into to the team and the in the system. Um, you know, Fabian shares the the man in possession on that right side of the the back four, that right side of the two centre halves. Um, he's the man in possession. He finished the season really really well, so it'll take a a little bit to dislodge him, but you know, pre-season, uh, great opportunity to to try different systems out, different formations, different ways of playing, different uh, partnerships, um, and I'm sure 
sure, come ho- come the, the, the start of the season that there's there's plenty of opportunity for for everyone to to have had a, a good run and, and to try and state that claim for that place. Alan says with Burn and Botman's height, we can call them Airbnb. Yeah, they're both big lads. I mean, so Botman getting out of the car yesterday, dear me, bit what a lump, Ross. Nah, big big fella, isn't he? Big fella. I'm not. I wasn't quite sure about his um, his his cream and white attire, mind. Um, but yeah, he looked. Uh, he looked. Uh, looks an imposing, imposing figure. I'll be Just honest. I've I've not seen him play. I've not really seen him play. I've seen bits and pieces of him at, at, with um, in, in the odd Champions League thing here or there. Um, I've yeah, I've seen like everybody probably. I've watched bits and pieces on on various little highlights and, and clips and stuff like that. So um, I don't really, you know, I wouldn't feel comfortable commenting on on how good he is and what what kind of qualities he's he's going to bring i've seen i've seen six foot four six foot five center halves who can who can barely jump at the same time you know so he, he you know coming into the premier league it, he, he'll find a mix of of different styles he'll be up against quick and nippy forwards he'll be up against some big big units himself um so it'll be interesting to see how he adapts to the to the, the pace the physicality um the, the kind of the intensity of, of the premier league as well might have to just be aware that we have to give give these players sometimes a little bit of time to bed in and, and get it get adjusted to the Premier League. It's a different, it'll be different pace and intensity and, and everything to what he's used to in in the French league. We've seen that when when players have come over from from France before to, for, to Newcastle. Some have adapted really really quickly and hit the ground running. Some have taken a little bit of time to to find their feet. Some haven't managed to find their feet. Let's let's obviously hope that's not going to be the case with Botman, but. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how he uh, how he fits into that back four. Mark Bayer says anything on Gabriel Barbosa, Ross? He's special. It's a it's a target that I've heard mentioned on other podcast platforms this week, but um, not one I've really picked up on. Um, your, your thoughts on that? Is that a potential? Uh, again, not one that I've similar to you, Steve. I've heard his name mentioned a few times, but um, but nothing concrete. Um, again, is he someone that is a realistic kind of? Um, option. I, I'm not 100 percent certain. He's um he's someone who, who was linked a, a while back. Um I think back in probably back in January was when, when he was first first mentioned. He's obviously got a fantastic record and, and he's Brazilian as well. So it, it kind of links in with the, the current trend and current feel at, at Newcastle with with um with Joe Linton and and um and Bruno as well. So yeah, I think I think he'd be someone who, who would really excite the fans and get them get them off uh, off their seat if he, if he brought in somebody of, of his um, kind of reputation. Um, but it's not one that I've heard as being a concrete kind of uh, option at the minute. Uh, Kevin says, if you look at some of the How Masterclass videos on YouTube, he loved playing five four one with two holding midfielders. I think this could be our new formation with Byrne, Botman, Shaw as a defensive three. Yeah, look, there's no denying that, you know, like I said last night, uh, Eddie Howell came in and had to make the best of a bad lot. And, you know, he had to play with the cards he was dealt under the uh, Ashley Bruce regime. So, you know, he only had a chance to alter it slightly in January. Uh, but now we're looking more towards him forming his own team and, and potentially a different formation. So never count that out. He's not just going to stick to one formation, I wouldn't thought. Life goes to Steve uh, ITK Siren, the only Twitter uh, in the know who seems to always be correct, thinks Ekatike will still end up at Newcastle and that this is a game of bluff that backfired on his agent. Are you also confident? I am. Life goals. I've said this uh, over the last forty-eight hours. I still think that will happen. I still think it's one which can um, which can come good for Newcastle, one hundred percent. Here again, welcome to the chat. I know you struggle to get on. You here tonight? Will Wilson hang around if we play one striker and he's playing second fiddle to whichever first choice striker we bring in, considering he has international aspirations? Um, I think that's interesting that because my dad last night did say that a fit Callum Wilson would solve the striker issue. And of course, you know, my dad's right. He, you know, there's there's no doubt about that. Um, you know, I think that uh, Wilson will hang around. I don't think anyone will be given, uh, you know, a cast iron guarantee either, Ross. I think the whole idea is to maintain the dressing room um, atmosphere, but to, to make it competitive as well, Ross. That's how you get not only a happy team, but a winning team. Yeah, I think uh, I think Wilson. Look, we all know we've we all seen his quality when he's fit and flying and 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 
can if you can get a real you know steady run of, run of games out of him. Those last two performances, you know, the Arsenal game when he came back after after four months out and and kind of just hit the hit the ground running, absolutely bullied the, the you know Ben White um, and and the Arsenal defense was a was a it was it was a an incredible performance, I thought, given the amount of time he'd, he'd been he'd been out, shows what he's what he's capable of, of and, and the 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 player that he he can be if he gets a, a run of um, a run of games. But even if he if Newcastle do bring somebody in, they're going to need competition for places. They're going to need you know the Chris Woods in there as well. But um, but but Wilson's obviously uh, I think everyone would agree he's a cut above. If they bring somebody in who's who's going to who's going to challenge. Callum Wilson for a first team spot, then I don't think Wilson would shy away from that. I don't think he would he would want to to move anywhere. I think he, he likes it at Newcastle. He can see the the um the way that the club's going, the the the, the kind of momentum that's that's behind and, and and what the plans are. And I'm think I'm sure he'd want to stay faith for his place and uh, and be part of an exciting chapter in the club's history, hopefully. Yeah, fingers crossed. Uh, lots of points coming in. We'll try to get to them as best we can. Uh, let's go with this one. Roger, good evening. One of the mods. He says, "Who? Uh, which position does Ross think we will target next? Forwards. Just absolute forwards. You know, Bot Botman deal's pretty much done, obviously. We're just waiting on the announcement. It, they've got to get those forward positions sorted now. Uh, whether that's one or two, whether it's a, um, it's a central striker and a, and a wide attacker, a wide forward, that is the ultimate kind of um, uh, target now. It, it's it's you know the business that's been done for all that. You know there was a lot of kind of uh, concern. You know a week or ten days or so ago about about players coming in. The, the clubs now signed um, a left back, Premier League pedigree, quality left back who knows the club because he was here for six months um, last season. Signed England international goalkeeper. Saying their number one defensive target, pretty much, let's you know, barring the announcement, they've got three fantastic deals completed and we're not even out of June yet. So, lots of good work done, and that for me now means means that they've got a they were the, the kind of the, the three areas plus the forward air plus the straighter position that 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 were the real targets this this summer. Um. And three, three out of four, kind of pretty much done now. So for me, I think it's just a case of sorting that that top end of the pitch out, where we all know that they need a little bit more quality, uh, need a little bit more of a cutting edge, a bit more class, um, if they really want to challenge for that for those top positions in the in the Premier League. So yeah, wide forwards and, and possibly a central striker type of role as well. Yeah, okay. That's the answer to that question. Uh, does Ross think there will be more season tickets released? Only one thousand and a small section of the ground available today. Yeah, I mean, what did you make of that? Because obviously it's a sellout now again. Um, do you think they've got more? Do you think they'll be? You know, do, do you think they'll, they'll be waiting now until they can? You know, expand the ground. What was your take on the whole season ticket? You know, experiment. I guess it, it felt like a bit of an experiment. Lots of people in the queue. Lots of disappointed people didn't get them chosen you know but there was a thousand successful applicants today yeah I, I, I got a real kind of degree of sympathy with the club were there I, I think it was a it was a no win situation in in many senses you know that they, they only had a um a, a certain finite number of, of tickets that they could release look they've, they've got to have by premier league rules to the best of my understanding is they've got to have a certain number of tickets available on a match day for sale i think that that's part of of um of the rules you can't just sell every ticket as a, as a season ticket I, I think i'm right in saying that i probably i probably need to just double check on that one so don't take this gospel but i'm sure they, they need to keep a certain amount of tickets um for general sale and they also need to then find a, keep a, a certain percentage of tickets for um away fans as well so all of a sudden there you, you know you you you're, you're reducing some of the numbers that you've that you can you can sell in terms of uh, in terms of season tickets. So I don't know if there's going to be any more capacity for for season tickets unless something changes between uh, between now and the, the the start of the season for any more to be released. Um, fantastic to see that that many that many people kind of scrambling around for 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 tickets when you go back. You know, what 
two years and and you know the club were having to give away ten thousand season tickets because of the situation that that they were in it's a it's a remarkable turnaround fantastic transformation um i think it does just highlight that we do need to um or the club does seriously need to consider the, the capacity at st james's and, and if there's any way of getting an extra um five or ten thousand seats into into the ground um if there's any way of expanding or, or remodeling st james's to, to try and squeeze a bit more of the capacity whether it's you know whether safe standings is something that that needs to be seriously considered or whether there's some sort of clever um expansion ideas which i know there's some out there i've seen some of them some of them out there um i think i think they really do need it to seriously consider it over the next couple of years Mm, yeah, lots of comments as I say coming in. Need two top forwards if they can, uh, says Steve Middlemas. Um, Gaza says uh, Borgia from Chelsea would do for me 100%. Rachel just getting back to the strip says it's amazing how Sky have announced our third kit on social media. Funny how they haven't done that with any other club. Yeah, it's funny that. Um, I understand that Rafinha had undertaken a medical at 12 midday today, but unsure for which club, says BJT. Well, Rafinha is another one on the, uh, I guess, on the radar. Um, Leeds and Everton uh, must be their supporters must be worried. I mean, talking, uh, you know, talking about selling some of the best players. Um, I think it tells a lot. Live goals has, has cottoned on to that as well. He says, um, he says also Ross, your total sense media, but Dominic Kareen seems to be pretty on point and reckons club are battling Spurs for Anthony Gordon, but Everton would rather sell to Tottenham. Have you heard the same? find it rather bizarre that um you know these players are being allowed to leave but they're obviously struggling but um yeah anthony gordon um christian erickson is another one that someone's mentioning there and uh, so you know just just in a nutshell these these players are there are still uh, is, is anthony gordon on the radar or is christian erickson one that you think you know would will come newcastle and uh, what's your thoughts on that ross uh anthony gordon i don't think uh, i don't think that's that's really one that's feasible i'd be i think I think Everton do want to do need to move some players out, and and if they're gonna um, if they're gonna kind of remodel that squad and and give Frank Lampard a, a few um, a few quid for his for his transfer kitty, I'd be astonished if they sold Anthony Gordon. I'd be astonished if they sold him to to anyone this summer. Um, least of all, kind of Newcastle. That that you know, I, I just don't see that one. I really don't see that one uh, that one happening. I don't know Spurs are interested in them, very, very interested in them, but I'd be very surprised the, the noises I'm hearing out of out of um out of Liverpool Everton, um out of Merseyside is that that they really he's really not for sale. You know, whether whether they then they'll try to cash in on, on other players there that they've got with Charleston or um or Calvert Lewin, then then I think they'd they'd rather sell them before sell a player who's who's effectively one of their own, you know, crown crown jewels come through the academy, um, loved by by Everton fans. I think there'd be a bit of a, a riot if uh, if Everton sold him. The summer, but you never say you never say never if somebody comes in with with a big enough um, big enough money, then then it's a it's a um, you know money talks at the end of the day, doesn't it? So so you never know. Who was the other one? It was Rafinha, wasn't it? Rafinha, it was yeah, one. yeah. Rafinha is an interesting one. Look. He is someone who um, who Newcastle like. He is someone that they've watched. Interesting little story. Um, Newcastle could have had Rafinha before he went to, to Leeds. They offered him for around about, I think it was around about 12 and a half, 13 million. Um, the transfer window when they signed Miggy Almiron. So they were offered Rafinha then. They had the opportunity to to buy him didn't they, they were committed to the the Almiron deal and uh, that one was was down the line and, and he'd been scouted a lot you know Newcastle did like him and had watched Rafinha but they, they kind of turned that offer down turned down that opportunity to to sign Rafinha um at that time which is is um it's just the way football works you know <laughs> he's coming he's coming to in English football and, and I think I think Leeds paid round about the, the 19, 20 million pound mark. They're going to make more than double that on him. On him, actually, I think they bought him for a little bit more, probably 22, 23, But they're going to make double that comfortably um, because of the money that he will go for, Rafinha. 
I think he's out. I think he's out of out of Newcastle's um, out of Newcastle's budget now. I don't think he's. I don't think they can afford to be spending now 60, 60 million pound on a on a on a winger, given where where they're at. Um, and he's certainly going to have plenty suited. So his price is only going to is only going to go up. Whether Leeds are willing to sell him now as well, that obviously sold um, Calvin Phillips and, and pocketed a, a fair few quid from there. Do they need need to sell Rafinha this this window? Possibly not, but he's definitely one that got away for Newcastle. Could have had him for, for a, a bit of a song back in the day. Yeah, we could have done. Um, I think uh, I'm just surprised that these teams are are having to sell. Um, you know, it, it's never a good sign at the you know the start of the transfer window when teams which would be hoping to compete are having to sell. Anyway, big shout out to our sponsor, Spider Miner. Worldwide coverage from the lads. The only cryptocurrency miner that can mine five different cryptocurrencies at the same time whilst using virtually no energy. And it's VPN protected by yours now at www.miner.spidervpn.org. Thanks to Skips and Bins, telephone 0800 25 Email inquiries at skipsandbins.com. Website www.skipsandbins.com. Easy contract, free and pay-as-you-go waste collection. Thanks to LNG Family Funeral Directors, 01913897245. And the Garden of Healing Dispensary, CBD Hemp and Cannabinoid Specialists, www.guhd. Com. Thanks to qtechshop.co.uk, the makers of pool tables and snooker tables in Walls and Newcastle, and the guys who do our website, nufcmatters.com. And thanks to Klikai, meet the new game over screen, drop into a Clear Run device near you, available on Apple Store, Google Play, and Clear Run.game. Thanks to Media Arts for all the help with the video side of things. If you want to subscribe, we've hit another 100 subscribers in the last few days, uh, up to 48,800 now. Hit the Newcastle Legends logo in the bottom right-hand corner and you can subscribe for free. Hit the thumb up to like the video, click share to share your social media and drop into the comments box to speak to like-minded Newcastle fans or to put a question on screen. We're also available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean and other podcast providers. Uh, so if you want to catch up on your phone or when you're out in the car, you can do. It usually goes up 24 hours after the YouTube show. If you want to help us, you can become a member. You can just click join under the uh, video on YouTube and make a small donation. Or you can uh, become a, a cult member and get a pen, a membership card, a scarf, a cup, and entry into the monthly draw. How do you do that? Well, you go to nufcmatters.com and you click membership. You can also put your smartphone camera over the QR code. It will take you straight there. We also send you a car sticker for free. If you uh, are a subscriber, simply email john at nufcmatters.com and he will send you one out. We also support the food bank on this show, nufcfansfoodbank.co.uk. Uh, the match day bucket is operational 365 days of the year and uh, you can make a donation a day. Don't forget as well, the Shira Ball, signed by Alan on the 7th of April at the 260 dinner, is up for grabs, 2 a ticket, 99 tickets. You've got to be in it to win it. Uh, the cracking pieces of memorabilia and uh, as i say there was only 260 made so uh, enter the raffle and uh, you could win today uh, don't forget tyson fury is in gateshead 7th of july at the fed tickets from goldstarpromotions.co.uk that'll be a cracking night with the lineal heavyweight champion of the world okay Back to your questions and back to some of the points. Steve says, uh, could you see us playing 4-4-2 under how like he did at Bournemouth? He had big success uh, at Bournemouth for long periods of time playing that formation. Like I say, Ross, I, I do think that there is a scope for, for him potentially altering things, depending on who he brings in. Flexible, just for anyhow, I think in, in terms of his tactics, uh, you know, Somebody's mentioned there, obviously, um, so he's mentioned 4-4-2. Um, somebody previously mentioned 5-4-1. He's, he's been fairly wedded since the turn of the year to, to the 4-3-3 and, and had a lot of success about it. don't think he's particularly wedded to a a system, a, a, a formation as such. He, he'll, he'll see what players he's got in and got at his disposal and, he, and he'll, he'll tweak it. You know, we've seen him kind of, Go four four two with times or a bit more kind of four up up front at times. Um, but with Newcastle, depending on on the match situation and how it how it goes, we started off when he first came in with with you know three at the back for for a few games as well. So I think he'd be fairly flexible. Um, I would be surprised if he didn't start with a with a four three three. Um, in 
in when the season starts. I think that'll that'll be that'll be where he where he looks. Um, I do think that is the the kind of I'm not saying it's 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 fashionable. It's in it's in vogue or anything like that. But you know, you look at the top teams and, and with a four three three, you get that extra body in the centre of the park. But it, you, you also have still have hopefully three real attacking threats high up the pitch. So it, it you know by having a it's by having a, an extra man in, the, in that midfield, it gives you a little bit of stability and, and, and security there. So I do you know it is it is a, a, a formation that. That probably um, suits uh, uh, the Premier League at the minute. It's it's very fashionable, and and I would be surprised if he moved away from that. But like I say, he's 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 a he's a innovative coach. He's 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 tried different formations and tactics through his career. So you know, never say never to, to any any tactic, I suppose. Life goal says, do you believe McGinn from Villa would be a good signing at thirty million? Not for me. Not for me. I, I, I like him. I think he's all right. I don't think he's he's particularly. Don't think he particularly enhances Newcastle's midfield um, for for that kind of of money. Um, just my opinion, but I, I I wouldn't be I wouldn't be someone. Um, I wouldn't be getting overly excited if if John McGinn came into the club. Really good player. Don't get us wrong, but just not not for me. What what Newcastle need at the minute. Uh, lots of people want to know um, how many more signings you think we will get after Botman. Steve's asking the question. So, as Scott, evening guys, realistically, how many more players do you think we need to sign going into the season? Do you think we'll make a statement marquee signing, a Neymar, a Lewandowski kind of player? Uh, not for me on the marquee signing. Um, I don't think that's that's the kind of way that the that the club want to go right now. I don't see that that being that being the case. I might be completely wrong, but I I, I think they, they, they want to bring in um, people who are hungry, ambitious, got 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 good years ahead of them, um, or you know have, have got real kind of leadership qualities. Um, you've got to remember as well, you know, we, we we see it every time. Is that where any castle at the minute they finished what twelve thirteenth? Where we finished? There's no Champions League football. There's no European football. They bring those kind of big big names to to the club. You've got to You've got to really sell a club. You know they're not going to just come for money because they can go elsewhere for for big money. You, you can't sell them, you know, European football because there any, there isn't that on offer at the minute. So I don't see that as, as being a, an option in terms of how many more signings. I would expect after Botman, maybe another couple. Um, I wouldn't rule out. I would rule out two or three. But what is going to become really, really um, critical. And um, and I suppose difficult as well is is the size of the squad. There's a lot of players there who won't be getting anywhere near the, the, the team. It's a big, big squad, and they're going to have to trim that down. They're going to have to get, you know, they're going to have to ship out a lot of fringe players, a lot of players who are, who are on good con- good contracts. Um, uh, it won't be easy to move out, but but that's going to be a, a, a big part probably before they can bring too many more in yeah okay uh lots of lots of comments coming in i'm going to try and get through as many as i can let's go to this one it's a bit different life goal says ross are the club making any progress selling gail hendrick clark and cool might these unwanted players be paid off yeah goes back just what i've said there quite possibly um that you know that they're on they're on decent money and, and decent contracts you know where's gail hendrick and clark as examples going to go now are they going to get premier league clubs no, not for me. Are they going to get? Are they championship players? Yeah, I think that's where I think that's probably where they where they need to um, they need to be pitched at. Trouble is, the the they are on Premier League wages. Um, they're on big money with with two years left on on contracts in some cases. So getting them getting them out of the door is is difficult. Possibly pay them off. Possibly send them out on loan. With the with the with the, the the club that they go to, just paying paying a percentage of the wages, and Newcastle picking up the the rest of, of the of the wages. Um, if you're if you're on as an example, if you're on fifty grand a week at Newcastle, you're not going to just walk away without that. You, you're going to want that for the for for the next two years if that's what your contract says. So how did Newcastle get around that? Um, I think I think loan deals with um, with still paying a, a large percentage of the wages might be the way forward. 
Okay, uh, Ross, would you also agree that we need two more attacking signings of this standard? We, uh, with two more attacking signings of this standard, we could push top six. I mean, it's it's, it's you know it's a little bit off that. I would have said. Yeah, I, I think we just need to just being in the. It's you know, it's, it's so difficult, though, isn't it? We, we we do need to temper expectations a bit, um, and and rein it in. Two two quality forwards could really. Um, make a huge, huge difference for me, though. I think if you can get two quality forwards in, you look at someone like um, like Spurs, you know, the two forwards that they have got up front, Son and Kane. Now, I'm not saying Newcastle are going to get players into that quality. I, I absolutely don't think that whatsoever. But you can see the impact that like two real top-end players can make on a club. Um, I think you look at the teams that have pushed the top six recently, in recent years, so what who came seventh wolves seventh or eighth wolves finished seventh or eighth in the um West Ham have pushed the top six, Leicester have pushed the, the, the top six, top four even. Um it's not beyond the realms of possibility with with the with, with the right signings and the and the momentum carried over from the end of last season, but let's just walk before we can run, I think. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um this one from Michael. He says, Ross and Steve, what do you guys make the fact that just one of the players who's signed since the takeover has been an attacker would get a huge problem scoring. When will we flip to attack? Uh, good question. Very good question. I don't think it's from for a want to try and that they've only brought one one forward in. It's just that's where the quality is. That's where the money is. That's where that's where um, that's they're the types of players that everybody's trying to get. Everybody's trying to sign um, players who can make that difference in the final third. Everyone's trying to get those top top difference makers um, at the top end, and they don't come cheap. Chris Wood cost us twenty five million. Now, I think he's done a, a, a decent job, did the job that he was brought in, who led the line, um, and and helped the club stay up. And, and wouldn't criticise him for for that. But twenty five million for Chris Wood is 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 a kind of an indication of, of how difficult it is to to get really top quality forwards who are going to improve the improve the club and, and make a difference at the right price um so it, i'm not surprised that, that they haven't really been able to, to 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 shift the needle a little bit on on that side yet okay and uh, next question is uh, from jordan he says where can i get any friendly tickets any crack just keep an eye on nufc.co.uk i used to say nufc.com but to be honest the club <laughs> website's actually up to date these days uh, keep an eye out on there, mate. Um, they've got a tickets, um, a tickets section there, which is uh, very up to date these days. So uh, get get on there. Northumberland Jordy says uh, I sat in the queue online today for forty five minutes. Then I got forwarded to a page that was under maintenance. By the time I got back in, they'd all gone gutted. Yeah, lots of similar stories about this. Kevin says uh, today Newcastle potentially missed out on eighteen uh, million in revenue with thirty thousand plus people queuing. We need a bigger ground. Uh, Alan says, um, I it was a shambles, Steve. I was 3,971. Then, after 30 minutes, uh, we got a notice that the site was done for mate down for maintenance. Did anyone get one? Uh, then, last I looked, it was 324,000. Unfortunately, um, the you know, the infrastructure of the website just isn't up to scratch. That is, that is, you know, the, the sad case of affairs. And yeah, it, it's going to be, it's going to be disappointing for any, anyone who missed out. Dan says, hi guys, love your thoughts on Conor Gallagher. What price do you think he would go for? Conor Gallagher? Fancy him, Ross? I do actually. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he's a, I think he's a good turn. I think he's, um, I think he's probably the right kind of fit for Newcastle right now. Um, that kind of young English hungry, um, who are not right at the top end at the minute, but with potential to maybe's to maybe's get there. I think he's. Um, I, I think he would be a, a real good shout. But again, I just don't see the centre the centre midfield being a, a key area at the minute. Shelby's in there. Bruno, Joe Linton, Sean Longstaff's just signed a, a new contract with with limited funds with a with a the the wage um, with the, the kind of the, the transfer budget thing as it is. I'm not sure that 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 will target centre mid um, this this window, but if they did, somebody like Conor Gallagher, I think would be a, would be a fantastic addition. Yeah, me too. I think um, again, I, I don't think he'd be I don't think he'd be massively expensive either. I think we'd get him at a decent price. Um, you know, so yeah, but we'll see. Again, it's it's just exciting to be in the mix 
uh, for these kind of players. Life Goals is asking, what happens with Lascelles now? Won't be content with being fourth choice. Um, yeah, and, and BJT says, do you think Lascelles is sold? How will bring in another centre-back? I can't see Lascelles staying at this moment in time. And I think we all believe that Trippier is probably going to be captain as well. But um, Lascelles, still got a future, Ross? Um, probably not. He might hang around for another season or so. Might, might, um, might. You know, that's, that's up to him. Where, where else is he? Is he? Where's he going to go? It's interesting one for players like him because do they do they take the the, the, the gamble of of um of maybe he's not being a first choice starter, but but being part of the journey and the, the part of the, the kind of the roller coaster and the the progression of the club and and, and hanging around for for that and. You know, realizing that they might not get the amount of minutes that they want, but they, they, they could still get a lot of minutes still potentially and, and be part of something exciting. Or do they do they kind of bite the bullet and probably step down a level and go go somewhere else? Yeah, uh, again, some people disagreeing with Conor Gallagher. Um, somebody saying that uh, he's not he wasn't he wasn't great for for England. Uh, spare a thought says life goals for my friend who refreshed the page continuously for Glastonbury tickets in 2019 for this year's festival missed out and had to wait three years to apply again today he missed out on an NUFC season ticket oh dear 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 mm-hmm. uh, somebody asking when the next event is uh, well I'm just going to stick a link in the chat now uh, on YouTube two seconds bear with us there we go uh, this is limited edition uh, a limited ticket event. Uh, we've been doing a few. Some of you will have noticed at the, at the Time Mouth Surf Cafe. Uh, and this one's just gone on sale in the last couple of days. Uh, and even with John Anderson, uh, it's limited to 35 tickets. So get in quick. Uh, the link in the chat, you can go and buy your tickets direct. Thursday, the 13th of October, and is the Time Mouth Surf Cafe. Lovely, quirky little venue. Superman and Gibble were on there uh, only a couple of weeks ago. Steve Howie is on uh, in a, a couple of months' time, but that one is already sold out. Uh, sold out in two days. Uh, so this one again, and even with John Anderson, uh, get your tickets now. The link is in the chat. Uh, so there you go. That is the next event. Let's quickly talk about the uh, the training ground. Uh, permission uh, granted by the council, mate. Um, so they can now uh, go ahead and uh, put up the new builds, uh, which is great. Uh, good news, Ross, and um, just well, a step in the in the right direction. Yeah, fantastic news. Been a, a long time coming. Um, I say a long time coming. It hasn't taken the new owners very long to get to grips with it. It's, uh, it was something that the that the, the previous regime dillied and dallied, and, and ultimately didn't didn't feel it was worth the 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 spend or the expense on it. Um, yeah, just just a further example of the um, the understanding of of where Newcastle are and what needs to be improved and the intent of the of the club as well. Um, I think ultimately it'll be a kind of short-term fix and, and long-term that there'll be a new training ground in a, in a new location um, somewhere else in the either in the city or on the outskirts of of, um, of Newcastle. But um, but yeah, certainly short-term. It, it's great to see the work started and, and uh, the improvements being made. Uh, it was never going to be easy for the new owners to sort the season tickets, but the website allowing a place in the queue for multiple devices is unbelievable. One account, but a place for every device uh, you log in, says John, uh, just pointing out a few of the, the frailties. It takes a while to get that kind of thing sorted, and Ashley's just had it in such a, a mess. Jimmy, I'm fine, mate. Uh, any news on Shelby moving on? We haven't heard anything on on, on any outgoings uh, at all. Uh, my dad was also suggesting Elliot Anderson could uh, could you know could be a vital part of the substitutes going up. Maybe he's keeping an eye. Maybe he's keeping an eye on them closer to home and not loan them out. What do you think about that, Ross? Uh, like that a lot if he's if he's up to, to um up to the levels that the, the club needs gonna be that's gonna be kind of one of the ones that that'll be really interesting to keep an eye on i'm sure he will get his uh he'll get his opportunity in pre-season um once they get the back they'll, they'll want to look at him and, and work with him very very closely get that fantastic spell out to to bristol rovers i think Good feeling for me is that that he'll probably go out again on loan somewhere um, and 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 you know try and get a, another another six months kind of experience or, or three or four months whatever it is experience maybe he's at a championship or, or league one level maybe he's back at uh, even back at Bristol Rovers but at, at that league one level I'd like to see him probably in the championship though personally um, it, it, just to, to test him and push him on that that extra 
that extra step. But if Eddie Howe feels that he's that he's worthy of being part of the first team squad, then it's it's great. It's great for the academy. It's great for the, the lad himself. Obviously, it's great for the club as well. It, it, if we're looking at it purely on a on a business level, if you can add somebody into your into your first team squad who is capable of stepping up and, and doing the business, it saves you potentially. 20 30 million you know going out and getting getting a Conor Gallagher in if, if you know if you if you don't want to get you haven't got the money to get Conor Gallagher in and, and Elliot Anderson you think you can develop into into someone who's who's of a, a similar ability then then great saves them the money uh saves the club a lot of money and allows them to to, to um invest it in other areas as well yeah, I just wish we'd kept a hold of Bobby Clark. It would have been another name we would have been talking about. And says, what do you think of today's announcement by Villa to apply to increase the ground by 7,500 next summer? And what are the plans for War Cathedral? It's interesting because I, I did, I mentioned this on the Three Amigos a few weeks ago and I, I was convinced that I had something um, lying around or on an email or something. And I did find it. It was this. Um, um, I'm not sure where I got this from. I think maybe it's one of those things that were sent to us. Project Vebra Strip. And this was a, a potential architect's drawing of a St. James's Park down by the river um, on the site of the arena. Um, I mean, that, you know, is the view from the Red Hugh Bridge uh, going into Newcastle. I mean, that would be that would be fantastic, mate. Uh, I've got to be honest, if, if that was if that was ever going to happen. Um, I wonder how, you know, punters would feel about that. How would fans feel about that? How does the chat feel? Um, about that, or would it be a, a no-go? Uh, people would still insist on it being, you know, where it is and trying to rebuild. It. You know, what, what's your thoughts on that, Ross? It looks, it looks fantastic. You know, most architects' drones do, but um, you know, I'm, I, I think that would be lovely. It looks really good. Yeah, it, it, it's just over the river from you as well, mate, isn't it? So you, you it'd be nice. Stone's throw. Stone's throw. You just have to paddle across the, you know, get your canoe out and, and paddle across, and you'd be there no bother at all. So. Um, Look, I've I've gone on record as, as saying before that my first choice, second choice, third choice, and fourth choice would be to stay at, at St James's and, and to somehow develop um, develop the ground so we can get some extra extra capacity in there. Um, I'd like to see them exhaust every possible um, avenue of of opportunity there to to do it, whether. You know, we've all seen. I think most of us have probably seen some fancy designs. You know, I've been sent some through by by um, architects or people connected with architects about about you know whether it's a it's an it's almost a one eighty um, one eighty turn of the pitch in, in developing um, helping to develop areas that way, develop parts of the ground that way, even shifting the the um, the pitch. I've seen some plans for shifting the pitch. Um, closer towards the the Milburn stand and the main stand and 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 helping you know add some extra tiers into into the stand and the Gallagher that way as well. We've all seen some some really fancy designs and I'd love to to see the club add a few extra onto to uh, St James's and, and stay on that site and that location because of the history the the. The, the location, the fantastic um, memories that everybody has from there. But football moves on, and if it if it can't happen, then as long as for me, if we can keep the club, if we can keep the ground within the city limits, within within the city centre, I think that's one of the big appeals of of St James's and Newcastle as a as a football club is is the locality of, um, of of the ground. You know, we've all been to to various other stadiums and they're, they're on the outskirts and in a in an industrial estate here and, and on, a, on a you know by the side of a, a motorway there not for me i think it's a little bit so i'd love to say it's stay within the, the city limits and that's not a bad not a bad option obviously the arena's um going to be able to use in a in a uh, in a real short while as well so uh, it could be a really good uh good option that one yeah these stands somebody's mentioned we can't do anything with that uh dave east stand can't do anything with that we can um i think i told People on this show on a few occasions now, um, when I was fans liaison officer at the club in 2000, David Stonehouse showed me the plans for incorporating the East Stand front fascia within a new stand. Uh, that is a way of doing it. But the cost in 2000 for that um, was the equivalent of building a new stadium 
uh, on Leeser's Park, which of course was something that the club did look at. Uh, but the not in my backyarders came out and, and were completely against it. Big, big, you know, big, big campaign against Newcastle moving onto the park, which you know is fair enough. I mean, it's a, it's something to be enjoyed by everyone. Not everyone in the city is a football fan, so you know, for me, um, you know, restructuring it, moving it again, I just where are Newcastle going to play if we, if we do that? We're playing with home games at Wembley. Is that what we're going to do? I mean, it. I just don't know. I don't know the answer to it. If I did, what, what size, what size stadium do you think the, the club needs? Because I've seen a little bit of talk on on social media and everything about this over the last, you know, well, 24, 48 hours, especially around the the, the ticket thing. So yeah, look, let's say thirty thousand people, whether it was thirty thousand people or not, we're, we're trying to get season tickets. Does that mean that? And all of a sudden, Newcastle need an 80, 82, 80, 85,000 seat stadium, or do we just need to add an extra? Five to ten, ten thousand. On. Let's not. Let's be honest. You know, and we know what the situation was and the reasons behind it. But not that long ago, we were given ten thousand tickets away. If if the club has three or four seasons in the in mid table in in the in the Premier League, is is that level of interest and enthusiasm and everything? Or everybody wanting season tickets? Is that just gonna? Is it a? Is it gonna die away? And and you know, I'd be interested. What's your thoughts, Stephen? And interested in what people's thoughts and what size what size ground do we need? This is the problem, isn't it? I mean, football changes week to week, month to month, year to year, decade to decade. And um, you know, last year we couldn't have, we couldn't even fill our stadium. You know, now investment, um, hope, uh, new players coming in, um, belief. Uh, you, you could probably sell it. You know, you know, again another thirty thousand. But I don't know. Is the honest answer. Um, 80,000 says political bias would be nice. Rob's got his season ticket back, which is great news. Uh, good to see you, Rob, on here. Uh, but 80,000 says uh, Hagen, uh, 75 to 80,000 says Geordie to my life. Wembley size, basically, uh, says Dan Brown. 70,000 says Ashen, uh, Ashen Tun. Um, yeah, everybody's saying it. Uh, Life Goal says, I believe with a decent side, Newcastle can fill 100,000. I mean, it's, it, it's mental, isn't it? It's absolutely mental. Um, for me, I think short term, seven thousand on the Gallagher potentially is going to give you that slight increase. Um, you know, you'll be up to sixty, well, sixty thousand, sixty, sixty-one thousand. Um, I think they'll go with public opinion, um, and I think taking the East Stand down and building up over, um, or digging down over. I just, you know, there has to be some way that they'll get people in, they'll look at it and they'll do what's best for the club and they will do what the fans want. I think that's the way these owners will work. I don't think they'll move it, but you never know. You never know. Is that is that potential stadium down by the, the, the time a reality? Could it be a reality? Who who knows? Um, but yeah, I, I think I think 75, 80,000 is, is about right. I think that would be, I think that would be great. Um, you have to have long-sighted glasses on you know what happens if things went pear shaped? You know, that's, it, that's so, exactly it. Yeah, you do, are you left with a bit of a, a white elephant? You know, you've got a 70, 75,000 seater stadium and you're selling 40,000 season tickets or 40,000, 45,000, and all of a sudden you've, you're left with um, with big, big gaps. I'm not saying that would happen, and that's probably a negative way to, to look at it. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I, I think I'd be comfortable around the 65 mark so if we could, if the if they get to that, I think that would be that would be really really impressive. But yeah, it's it's going to be it's certainly going to be a hot topic. I think for the next next couple mm -hmm. of years, if not if not longer. Stu's more concerned about how long his bus home is going to take. He says with fifty two thousand people leaving, it takes him uh, two hours. He says with eighty thousand, God, how long is it going to take for us to get home? Which is a, a very valid point, Stu. I think you need to make it clear to Amanda and me or Dad about this. Um, heard anything on Prowse? Tim uh, asks Ross. I've heard nothing on Prowse. Guri from Nice heard anything on that? Last two points. No, nothing on 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 either of those. Both names that have been mentioned, but again, not ones that are. Um, that I've heard that are um, are kind of viable, concrete kind of um, players on on the on the list at the minute who, who may be coming in. Um, but look, we're going to be linked with with several hundred more between between now and September the first. So you just don't know, do you? That hour flew over. Thanks to the moderators. Thanks to everybody in the chat. Over 568 watching now, uh, which is fantastic. Thank you for me and Ross. Uh, we will both see you next week. Have a good week, Ross. Where can people find you on Twitter, etc.? 
Twitter, yeah, Ross Gregory Nine um, on there and floating around various other other places. But uh, but yeah, if you want to catch up with me on uh, on Twitter, it's Ross Gregory Nine. Good stuff, mate. Have a good week. See you next week, pal. Cheers, Steve. Take care, everyone. Bye. Thank you.